on the tee, Jack Nicholas. This is the minute that millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory. Now, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Bogeyman Golf Podcast, hosted by Dave and Johnny. Just a reminder that the Bogeyman Golf Podcast is brought to you by Quack Golf. They have loads of new gear. The boys had a great time over at St. Andrews at the Open Championship. And remember, if you go to quackgolf.com, enter in coupon code BOGEYMAN at checkout, you get 15% off. Go support the lads. They're a good Irish company with great gear. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been together, Dave. Podcasts have been going out over the last few weeks, but it's good to see you. It's good to, good to, it's good good to, to see, you. see you. Look, I've been listening to you a lot. Like you were great chat with uh, with Mr. Nesbitt, James Nesbitt, and then Simon Delaney. So I was like listening in and kind of realizing, oh, Jesus, I meant to be on that podcast from time <laughs> to time. <laughs> so it, no, it is good. It's great to see you. You have been. Married since we last spoke. Um, have, yeah, married, went off on the honeymoon. Went, you know what? Honeymoon. went, off, to, went off to Mauritius. And then the day I landed back from Mauritius, the DP World Tour announced that they're going to Mauritius later this there year. I was go. like, well, Jesus. I'm on a recce. I'm glad I was able to help the guys get the deal over the line. Yeah, look, you, that, that's probably what did seal it. Um, you did have another thing to seal in advance of your wedding. Don't think I've forgotten about this. Oh. Did you or did you not beat the three eagle, two eagles and 31 birdies that was required? I got the birdies. You got the bird. Okay. Okay. I just didn't get the two eagles. Okay. Well, um, it was, I was the, so I got married on what the Friday the 29th and on the, the Wednesday the 27th, I went out, played 18 holes around O'Connor, just I told one you last to- attempt. I told you to just play the 18th hole as many in Old Connor as many times as you could. Like just play it up and back and up and back, and that would count. If you played it 18 times and you got two eagles. Yeah. Well, ah, I suppose. Look. But look, Casper's not going to be on the PGA tour for much longer, so he's going to be irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to pick a new one. Yeah, he's not <laughs> going to be in Hawaii next year, so it's not going to wreck your life for the whole for the whole of the year. But um, I enjoyed no, the challenge. We both, it appears, enjoy the challenge. We'll get into yours property and give yours a lot of time. But yeah, we, it appears we both both enjoy challenge. I was looking at like my stat, like you know the way on your. I don't know if it's the same for everybody. Like master scoreboard run our scores, um. So you get like your birdies and bogeys and whatever of your home course stats. But um, I don't know. Did I do it either? I don't. I wouldn't. I, I'm fairly sure I didn't get there in the end as well. I was kind of slowly keeping an eye on it for myself. Oh, um, right. <laughs> yeah, like because I. I think all of my most of the competitive brands were like championships and stuff. So I was going to say you're you're playing oh. in pretty tough conditions there now in comparison to me. I'm going out on a Wednesday evening. You're yeah, playing I, like I was the getting, north, getting tortured. Um, but look, it 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 made for good content. It was a good fo- It was a good piece to follow. Like it was like, oh yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. How how far along or how many of those boxes have been ticked? Definitely, as so, the year went on, the graphic 
appeared in videos less and less and on social media less and less as I came to the depressing realization that I was like, I still haven't got these eagles, which is <laughs> which is always the biggest concern. But yeah. no, I have I have failed in that endeavor. So you've not you've had you haven't had much golf since well, I suppose that was a that was three probably three weeks ago. So you haven't had much golf since then. So it's been yeah, I've been back in the country. What day is it? Wednesday. I've been yeah, back in the country. Days. This is my third day back in the country. I've been to yeah. the range. Spent an hour on the range yesterday. Yeah. Um, which was all nice. you have to remember was hold it by the rubber end and hit it with the big end. That's like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not Although, a it appears for, that that's every... not a euphemism for anything else. That's <laughs> just golf related. Hey, that was the week before last. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Married two weeks, divorced yeah. in three. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, it appears I went to the driving range and lost all types of feel as um, the high right miss came back into my game in ruthless yep. fashion. But... I had I had one of those over the weekend at the worst possible time, so don't you worry. I'm yeah, it's really... funny. Like I I am absolutely a, a player who or player. Who do I think I am? I'm a, I'm a golfer who has got to play consistently or practice consistently because I so I I, I picked up the game first when I was like at a ten or eleven. And Sean Cotter down my Juliet was the guy who got me into into the game of golf and taught me my swing. But I, even when I was down at the Irish Open, we were chatting about my golf and how it's going. And he said, Johnny, you know, look, you know, God love you. The amount of work you put into it, you do not have a natural swing. You have always, for as long as I've known you, had to work so hard to have a decent swing. So when I go away for two weeks and don't play any golf, it's just like, boom, back to level one. And you're just like, oh, my God, this is awful. Oh, look, I do feel that pain. I, I, be, you're, you're a natural athlete. What are you talking I, about? No, no, I, I, yeah, I, yes, I get it more you're in a, a short natural term. athlete. No, I get it more in it, like in the, like if you don't pick up the clubs, like it's, it's so, it's, this is, I'll give you an example. I can't understand how people don't warm up for golf. Golf is like a timing and like rhythm and tempo based thing. Yeah. What, what are the three things that don't happen if you're not warmed up or if you don't touch your clubs for a while? It's like the three things that go would be your timing, your tempo and your balance. Yeah. So like it's a very hard thing and it's all right. Re- and then again, it is all relative. That's like if you go to don't go to the range beforehand, you just end up like scuttling along for four or five holes. Until, and then you're like, oh, my back nine was really good. Oh, surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah, I wonder why that was. <laughs> like. Like the lads going playing in the Six Nations or in in Premier League match, they don't just wander in, <laughs> like throw on a pair of boots, shin guards, and off we go and see how this works out. <laughs> they do got a few points before they head out. As yeah, well. exactly. Yeah, just like a bit of a hamstring stretch here or there. But um, uh, you know, it, it'll it'll be back. You see, you've got now now that you've resorted to and concede. I'm going to say resorted, you no, know, conceded to have now having a trolley. Um. It's going to make things much easier if you just carry stuff. You can carry like elastic bands and warm up stuff, and maybe like a warm up club and stuff like that. You, you, this is going to transform your life. Transform Do you know what the life. biggest uh, biggest reasoning for getting the trolley was? We played the pro am in um, in Sleeve Russell. Yeah, and I was really jealous of your umbrella holder on your trolley. Like Got that's it. revolutionary. But I saw it and I was like, do I think I could have two umbrella holders, one for an umbrella and the other to hold a camera on? Camera on, yeah. And I, I like, think so. Or is... you can get one of those Gorilla Grip yoke and mm. wrap it around the handle and stuff like that. Be... Like, this this could be game changer. 
<laughs> it took like, like two years to figure it out. Gonna have it, yeah. Well, glad you co- copped on quickly to it anyway. Yeah. So um, so that there hasn't been much golf from your side. A bit of golf on my side, but um, yeah. So. Tell us about the golf on your side because you were playing the close. Really? I played the Irish close the weekend. Uh, do you know what it was? Re- it was the first time I made a decision mistake because I was on at the wrong time and it, it I missed the cup by two. I was on a bit of a run. I was kind of one or two under, I think, for my back nine and I had just got to inside the cut and went to four something. And it just was so stupid. Like it was such a bad, like the eight in Hedford is a very narrow, not that long par four. And I don't know why I had it in my head to hit driver. I did driver the day before and I was like, Jesus, kind of got away with that. And I just didn't pull iron and lost ball, parted with the second and just that was it. I was in great form after <laughs> that. But there was, and it turned into a bit of an epic, um, Quentin Carew from Castle Knock won for the working lads. He's a guard down in Tala. Um, beat Hugh Foley in the final. Last man in. 64th yeah. on countback. Got in. Played the leading qualifier, Alex Maguire, in the first round, who just shot 65 the day before. Got him. And then he was off to the races. And he ended up beating Hugh Foley on the 20th hole with an eagle. So this is this is maybe about the third event this year where the leading qualifier got, lo- got in knocked out in the first round of match play. Yeah. Do you think it's almost counterproductive to be going yeah. into the leading it happened, qualifier? Um happened in Keelan Rafferty got done in um Sligo, the West. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Joshua Hill get done in the south yeah and then this so it's like it's a curse don't ever play well in stroke play yeah, just play good enough good enough to just get, get through but but that's what it is like and 65th was like halfway through the field like you've only, you've you've beaten half the field like effectively you've beaten one of your normally they say if you beat two of your playing partners you get through um didn't actually happen in our group I don't think, <laughs> I think of it uh but it was yeah it was it was it was impressive and he like i was looking at his scoring today he went and won it too he didn't really? he did like it wasn't thrown away i don't think by hugh i think hugh was four up through nine and i think through the, for the ele- remaining 11 holes i think he was um quinta crew was six under don't ask i did not see six under in that place <laughs> For never mind for over four rounds, never mind over not or eleven holes. Yeah. So and he he probably could have eagled. He actually was he uh, he had a, an eagle put conceded on sixteen, so he could have actually been. Um, that would have put him at eight under through eleven if he had got that. So he definitely would have been seven. Yeah. So one for the, one for the working fellas. Yeah, and look, I mean, talk about beating the informed man, Hugh Foley, who obviously has been on a stormer. He's won twice yeah. in the amateur circuit this year. He's very hard done by not to be on the like the team internationals. Yeah, I think it's probably his his international results have probably gone against him. I think Mark Powers there, based on he's the highest ranking on the world amateur golf ranking 
I think he's in the top. He's in the top hundred. He's actually into the match play of the world amateur, or sorry, the US, US amateur as we speak. Yeah. And then Rob Mornaha was third in the um, St Andrews Lynx Trophy, and then Matt McLean I think had a top five or top top six over at the Lytham Trophy. So I think the probably weight of the international events has probably. Um, born fruit from a selection perspective whether that's right or not because well, whether that's right or not I don't know a lot of people would be of the opinion that it's not right yeah um, that he should be in that team uh, you would at least hope one. that like one of those three spots yeah yeah you would have th- you would have thought um, like he has won like you know he's gone out and won he yeah. like he's beaten those guys in match play or along the way to to winning to winning tournaments um in so yeah so look probably probably counts himself as as maybe a point to prove and and that 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 has showed but i think he just ran into someone today who like literally shot the round of his life in the biggest round of it, it the, the round of his life in the biggest round of his life so far and look what happens you know it yeah. can happen it can happen We'll have Hugh on the pod. We were we were both chatting to him, I think, and saying we'll get him on. So yeah, yeah, I think there'll be a bit of downtime now, so you can kind of reflect on like the high and the low, like maybe a treble that hadn't been seen in a long time, um, since Darren Clark actually, uh, and that kind of get the cold light of day. So we'll get you on and have and have a good old chat with him about it because he's the patriarch of the Roganstown coach, Jeff Lockery. Uh, clan up there you can see them all kind of following behind him and kind of trying to emulate him but they all have a bit a bit to go now to 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 match what he's doing at the moment have you been following any of the usm uh no actually i haven't i have not been following it um i saw who got in two names are i i i recognized um <laughs> obviously mark power been one and a couple of well one of the swedish guys yeah. Um. But normally it kicks in now. Now I now I always start to start to watch yeah, it. It's always good viewing. Yeah. I missed out on, and I'm a bit raging. I did because actually at home we do have the channel for it. Um. I missed out on the women's am where Annabelle Wilson well done on an absolute rampage for a while. Mm. I thought she was going to do it, but so it's good to see her back in form after a couple of years of just not having a great old time of it. So she's back. Um. She's over in the US. She's in UCLA. Um, is it UCLA? It is UCLA. Mm-hmm. So she went on a rampage. So yeah, you're into that season now where this the match play amateur golf kicks in. If you can get a chance to watch it, it's 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 brilliant stuff. Like it's really really good because there's so many matches going on at the same time and it's covered as good as a PGA Tour event. So yeah, well worth it. Well worth the peak because it's good stuff. It's very good stuff. The amateur golf this year has actually been really really good to watch. You're saying that the broadcasting of it's so good, mm. like watching the yeah the the amateur championship and like the likes of them on on youtube it's been really really enjoyable like, yeah like an, a lot look, more it, fun to watch than a lot of your regular tour stuff and look most people have smart tvs or will have it on the laptop at work or a second screen at work and you can let it go and like when we watched the certainly watched the the amateur championship um spectacular it was brilliant like the coverage the rna put in like don't forget the rna have a shit ton of money that they can put into these things like they can stick 10 cameras onto a golf course which is probably a few more than they're on a european tour event realistically speaking or live cameras i'd imagine um as opposed to statics that are just the ones that you see at the back of greens on the big plinths and whatever um or uh, tripods 
um yeah they they can do that and they can stick loads of handhelds out there and they can stick iona steven there that gives it the kind of mainstream legitimacy legitimacy and doogie donnelly does the commentary and all of a sudden it feels exactly like a good old-fashioned event that chances are you know somebody who could be playing in it you know yeah i'm just looking at the usm here uh live scoring more power is currently three down through 14 so hopefully he can turn it around over the next the last four holes that yeah that'd be great for him to do that look it's good one to get in like that's that's main 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 job there is is make the cut and then see what happens look look what happens at most most amateur events it like it doesn't start till until you get one up or one down you get everyone has a great plan to get hit in the face or lose the first um, but like you can what the, the thing I just love about match play is stuff and is that you do, you always get a chance like you can go out and have a nine and you you only lose you, you lose a whole yeah. do you know you can have a 10 you can lose a whole it doesn't doesn't matter like but you could actually beat someone with a 10 do you know if they make yeah it's 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 just brilliant so yeah long way the match plays continue in Irish golf uh, amateur golf certainly because I know there's a bit of a push towards more of the stroke play elements so fingers crossed it just um they don't move things. Yeah, I mean, the match play element of golf is it's, it's so entwined with how I guess British Isles golfers play. Like if I'm yeah. going out playing nine holes with my mates, like yeah, match play. You're playing a match. You're not. You're yeah, not saying yeah. you can shoot the lowest score. Let's have a stroke play event. No, that doesn't. I, I think I've probably played that like twice this year. Mm, so I was like, oh, yeah. we'll, go, we'll count. It's why every amateur golfer fears the med- the monthly medal. Like they don't look forward to it. It's like, what, did you ever see like most club golfers' faces when they go to the pro shop and they go to awesome. sign in and pro says some of the assistant says, "Oh, stroke play today." They just go, "Fuck's sake, <laughs> Jesus Christ!" And then some of them half and don't sign in, just go off and play a, a match <laughs> against yeah. their mates. Exactly. Exactly. Instable for points only or skins or anything but stroke play oh so has there been much going on in the world of golf educate me in the last uh, two weeks i guess tony fino went on a rampage and he won twice uh there was a belter of a match play a match play scenario it was match play turned into um in the second first round of the fedex Sepp Straka uh, lost to Will Zadatoris in the most bizarre fashion at the uh, at the FedEx St. Jude. So Zadatoris gets his first win finally. Um, both of them, here we go. There, listen to this. Like the playoff hole, par three, hundred and fifty yards. Neither of them could hit the green. Oh, sick! A five, a four beat a five. So, like, there you go. The joy of match play. <laughs> it was uh it was great it was really entertaining i stayed up stayed up and watched it actually it was um that was at the weekend uh i was pissed off because i just missed the cut and myself and robbie Cannon met for a pint <laughs> because he was pissed off because he met the cut missed the cut so we sat watching it for a while in the pub and then went home and four hours later it was still on it <laughs> finished at about one o'clock. Uh, yeah, it was it was great entertainment. That's like again the merits of one on one kind of 
sudden death golf. Now I know it's obviously stroke lane and instance, but yeah, it's effectively down to match play. But um it was it was brilliant. Um European tour. Um the I caught the ISPS. ISPS was on, obviously. Which is really Maya Stark. Holy yeah. Shot the lights out. She uh, she took home the victory on the ladies' side. We actually, and, and to give you an idea of what Galgon was playing like, you should go back and look at our video from the event two years ago. Yes. Uh, because it was the exact same conditions. Do you remember it was really hard, really bouncy, really dry. Yeah. Exact same thing all over again. It, like literally carbon copy in terms of conditions. Um, breezy, tough, bouncy. And you and Ferguson won on the men's side on a fairly strong field, actually, for a certainly a lower, um, oh God, I suppose, lower featured event on the tour. Yeah, um, certainly budget wise. It's a funny one where, like, for the men's side, probably a lesser field, yeah. lesser event, where, whereas on the women's side, Maya Stark now has LPGA status. Yeah, because like it meant like for an LPGA event. Yeah, it was and actually had, a huge event for her. You'd have, you'd have Matt, you'd have strong field as well. Like Lynn Grant was there, Leona was there. So like you, you had really, really good field. So that event, actually, that was the one I caddied in last year, and it always gets a very strong um, US contingent because, in fairness, the L, the LPGA pay them to go over. Like they supplement an awful lot of stuff, and make sure they can get over and ensure that it's just another tour event because for the people on the east coast orlando etc seven hours like it's five hours for them to fly to la so like, you know it doesn't matter if they're just hopping the pond or flying over land yeah. so it makes sense and yeah it was for her that's like literally life-changing you know whereas on the men's side it's like one of the smaller purses so it's nice to see the kind of balance of importance shift to the to the to the ladies game in that instance there yeah, I thought I, we, she shot what a 63. Was this his Went out and busted it. Yeah, I mean, the way that there were two winners were kind of crowned on the day, I actually found was really, really interesting. And again, I thought that the women's side was probably more exciting where contenders fell off. Ewan Ferguson, he was he started the day at like 11 under. John Catherine was like eight or nine under, and he kind of just. Fell, fell apart really a couple of bad decisions cost him his round so all he all you and Ferguson needs to do is just shoot an even par one under I think he shot one under on the day round to just maintain his position whereas Maya Stark actually came from the pack and really just put her name put her neck out there and put her head above the parapet and and took that win two very different types of wins on the same course I thought was actually a very interesting way of watching winners be crowned yeah it was pretty it was entertaining stuff um so i, I kind of missed it i missed a bit of it got it got a lot of the highlights packages which was great because there was a lot of there was a lot of highlights out of it to be honest with the with the way it worked with two cuts all yeah. of that kind of stuff it's kind of a quirky enough event two different courses like there's a lot happening um it's logistically a bit of a nightmare of a tournament nearly to be involved in because you have to pick a place to stay that's in between the two and a few people stay in Belfast and that's a bit far away it's, yeah it's, but they, they make it work they make it work up there for the guys at Galgon no it's, it's, it honestly it seems like a, a very fun event as well um it's actually nice that there's a lot of golf going on on the island at the moment obviously there's what there was a challenge tour a few weeks ago a few months ago um the legends tour is up at Rossapena 
Yep. Um, Europro is here in Ireland next week. And then Lockern. <clears throat> yeah. Again. Um, and then the Women's Irish Open come in September. Like it's yep. so there's actually, like, there's actually a lot of golf going on. A lot on of golf left in Ireland. Ireland. You're gonna be hearing from us quite a lot over the next while. Yes, we we will be here full time. Yes, we sure will. I think it's time we get into the actual topic of discussion for today's episode, which was uh, well, a week or so ago, you put up a video on the Bogeyman's channel saying that you were taking on 100 holes in a day as part of uh, a charitable endeavor very, very close to, to your heart. So tell, tell, tell me about the, the day first, but also about the charity. Yeah. Okay. The day, <clears throat> the day is 100 holes in a day. Like it is, as it says on the tin, I wanted to do this for a while. And it just kind of didn't fit in or something. I kind of got out of my head for a while and I was like, oh, it's a, it's a lot to do. And we had a lot of golf stuff going on and it was, it was just busy with with a, with a ton of stuff. And I was like, I just needed to like bite the bullet. And I said to Anna, I'm, have, so I'm just going to go out and I'm going to do a video for three minutes. I'm going to explain what I'm doing. And then it's going to be out there. And then when it's out there, you're you're committed. And I yeah. said, I t- popped you a text message. I said, I am going to uh, ambush our social channels and just put this out here because it'll get the most, uh, it, it'll just make sure I'm absolutely committed to doing it. Uh, so yeah, I, I put out that video and had a lot of curious feedback, actually. I suppose I'm doing it for Muscular Dystrophy Ireland. So uh, not a lot of people know I do have muscular dystrophy. Uh, I was diagnosed in 2014 with it and it kind of came about quite interestingly only that I was a professional rugby player. I actually probably wouldn't have known what I had. So I'd noticed like muscular dystrophy is like a gradual wasting of muscles in your body to a point where they, they, they don't work anymore. Um, and the version I have is called FSH. So that affects me in certain ways, and the reason it came to light was because I would have always been quite fit and in all my, all my mark, I used a lot of physical markers to hit in professional rugby. Like you'd have testing every six weeks, you'd have blood tests, you'd have um, fitness testing, strength testing, flexibility testing to make sure like you're just hitting all your numbers. And I was getting worse and worse and worse. And I was just playing or training more and more and more and just getting worse and worse and worse fuck's sake like what is going on here to the point like they were probably saying like what are you doing like um so i went to get my shoulder reconstructed <clears throat> my my other shoulder reconstructors and i went to a surgeon uh, and did you have in, any like did you get a knock or were there niggles no no i just had something you noticed didn't even it was like what's going on it was like curiosity factor like i passed i like played with ball in hand an awful lot because I played lost from half so I noticed like my pass on one of my sides was getting slower and slower and slower which wouldn't have been, which would have been a very very strong part of my game so I was like that was probably the only thing that I noticed I was like Jesus and then obviously the the one thing that I did notice like chin-ups was one thing that I just were, were was depleting and anything core related was I was getting weaker and weaker and weaker so Anyway, I went to get my shoulder. I had a bad shoulder injury not related to this. And I went to go <clears throat> and I thought it was like going to be right. This is going to be a six month um, shoulder surgery uh, recovery. And I went in to the surgeon and I'd had a scan and everything was like, yeah, we're going to do a, a procedure called a bank cart on you. Um, it's 
uh, fairly straightforward, but takes a long time to heal. And he was doing some tests and he was like, oh God, he noticed something. And it was like, the worst thing you can hear from like a surgeon before you go in is like complete silence. Like, you know, she's like, oh, something's not right there. So he referred me to Professor Orla Hardiman in Bowman's who did a genetic test on me. Um, I know, in fact, she did the most horrible test I've ever been subjected to in my life. She did an electro test, which was to checking how if the electrical current was transferring down through from your neck right down into your hand and whether you can feel it, which basically means to send a shock right down through your hands. It's like a pin goes into you, uh, similar to like an, a bit bigger than an acupuncture pin. And it's basically like hooked up to a battery. <laughs> we see if the, and they see if the current is, can be completed or not through the nervous system. And is that so, to make sure that like communication is going from your brain? To make to the, sure that neurologically there's no damage uh, to you. Uh, so the, the, I suppose muscular issue is effectively a neuromuscular issue. So is the signal getting down there? Yes, it is. Well, then there's a dystrophy, uh, an issue that's, that, that's underlying, which in this instance, after they sent me for, they sent me for a genetic test and it's the only test you can get to actually confirm it is called F and I ended up with FSHD and I was like, grand sure. Didn't know what it was no idea what it was and i remember i phones <clears throat> i think i phoned my mother or something like that in the car told her like, yeah, and she was like i was like it's grand i'm heading home here and uh she said she uh, obviously as everyone did turned to fucking google md or google docker i don't know what the fuck and she was like get back to, <laughs> to that professor now and find out what this is because that looks serious and yeah and so that's that was the genesis of it so i've kind of been living with it since since forever i've been living with it since forever but um so as it turns out this thing will be here forever unless they find a stem cell uh recuperation or repair uh for it which look maybe in 20 years they'll have advanced medicine advanced enough and from a medical perspective that that will happen so yeah so it's just going to get worse it's one of these things where you're just you're never as strong as you are now um, or never going to be as strong as you are now. It depletes every single day, little by little by little, to the point where 50% of people who have it will end up in a wheelchair at 50, which is kind of a bit scary, to be honest, um, because you don't know how quickly this could um, accelerate or not accelerate, as the case may be, which would be great. Um, about one in 15, one in every two, or no, what is it? One in every 15,000 people have it. In Ireland, so it's about two hundred people who who have it in in Ireland, effectively. So it's very very rare. Um, and when you say fifty percent of people end up in a wheelchair, is that <clears throat> from what part of your body down? Yeah. So sorry, I should have explained that. So where it affects me most is in my chest, my abdomen. So if you look at, <laughs> it's a bit annoying actually because like no matter how much how shape good shape I can get in, it always looks like I've got like this pot belly. Like it's a bit of annoyance because you've no strength in your like um, lower abdominals. In fact, that they waste away. So a good test for people who are who don't have it is if you like stand up straight and you put your finger on your belly button and clench your abs as hard as you can, your belly button will stay in the same place. Whereas my belly button will just fly up because I have nothing to hold. My low, I have no lower abs that will, will activate. I also have 
so it's FSH is fasciocapular humeral. Um, so they're the three main areas. So it's face, which I actually don't have anything on. I have a little bit of a droop on this eye here. I think it's my left eye. I can't it, see that it, it does. That doesn't affect me. Sure. I have huge issues with my shoulder. Um, huge issues in terms of mobility with my shoulder. Um, I've huge, huge issues in uh, shallowing my swing because if, if you put it, if you go into motion, the motion that shallows your swing very much related to the back of your shoulder. It's that muscle group there that if you try and go up into a swing and kind of bat, like pull the club down and shallow it, it, a lot of that is, is done from the muscles in the back of your shoulder. As it turns out, that's why I hit the ball from left to right. So it actually caused me to hit a fade and it, by extension, it caused me to miss the cut at the Irish close because I hit a big slice. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my way of looking. I was like, Jesus Christ, this thing comes up and bites you when you least expect it. And, so, um, and so, then, so, sorry, you were asking about the wheelchair piece. Yeah, so yeah. it will affect from a humoral perspective. So, uh, it'll, uh, sorry, that's one part. And then it affects me uh, with hamstring mobility, foot mobility as well. So you get this thing called drop foot where you <clears throat> basically lose control of how you extend and flex your flexion and extension of your of your feet. So yeah, hopefully look, it doesn't get to that case. Like you, you look it up on um <clears throat> on on Google and I'll give you a very good idea of the areas it affects and how it affects people. And um it, yeah, it, it it's a little bit daunting at times. And it, it's more the more it affects me, the more I become conscious of it. Um, sure, do you know what I mean? It's something that I never thought about the first few years I had it because I was still able to play. I'd stopped playing rugby, but I played Gaelic football and it was just good. And now, obviously, the golf kicked in then in the last few years. Like, I was doing triathlons and stuff like that. And I noticed it and I was not recovering well and it was causing loads of issues. I did a couple of Ironman and it caused loads of issues then. I was like, no, I just knock that on the head because it's stupid um, and just go play golf and then even a little bit of the golf stuff you can kind of and it's actually that swing thing that prompted it in the golf in the golf side so yeah so that's in a very long-winded way that's that's what i have so i decided and i had decided earlier on this year that i was going to do something kind of a little bit out there um and i was like the hundred holes thing. And actually, I think a few social media people actually did it quite not that long ago, but I actually had the idea like at the start of the year and I was going to do it in June when the weather was going to be okay, but daylight. And that's the most important thing. So I'm actually putting myself under a fair bit of pressure by doing it this late because it really isn't that bright until about six o'clock now. So, but I'm going to have to start this at five o'clock to anywhere between five and half five depending as soon as it's light enough to hit up uh, like and i'm gonna get a yellow ball for the for, for the morning oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> as soon as it's light enough to hit a ball i'm gonna go for it and just i have to keep going for five rounds and ten holes um i've picked a pretty tough course to do it and i'm doing it in Donegal. the problem being is the walks between holes are huge here it's like huge as you will know like the walk between like first, second, third, fourth are fine. When you get to six, seven, eight, nine, and then down the back, the other side of the course or through the middle, when you have to go up over that dune in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, do that, do that a few times. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. So the course itself, it, I'll play it off. It's, I think they've put, I think they're putting the whites out at about 6,700, 6,800 yards. So like, it's not going to be short. 
And then the walks in between are another in the region of about 200 or 2000 yards in total, as you kind of walk from, you know, through the car park twice, et cetera, to get to from 18 to first. So estimated it's going to be in the region of about 45 kilometers in the day. So the walk is a good walk, like walking 45 K it's like three, it's three K over a marathon. And I'm carrying the bag as well. And we going full bag or uh, tour yeah, bag? We were, chatting, we were chatting about this. So like I carry three wood, two iron. I might just carry the two iron. Um, I carry four wedges. I might just carry three of the wedges like and go from there because I'll have my phone. I'll have a little tripod with me, uh, balls. And I'm actually going to go out on Wednesday night and just drop bottles of water and Lucozade stuff around the course just get a get a buggy and go and hide them by tea boxes and stuff so that i don't have to carry water mm. and then i'll just snack my way around like breakfast roll chicken fill. i'm like gonna be like a builder in terms of my diet i'm gonna be like breakfast rolls chicken fillet rolls there'll be chips be lucas aid box of smokes <laughs> <laughs> it'll be full construction site cuisine um so yeah so have you got people joining you then for, because obviously time is the biggest thing for you. So Time's the biggest thing. So you I don't want two people me. joining you to play, but like, are people going to be walking <clears throat> with you or just I'd appreciate like if, if people are listening, like I'd appreciate the company on the walk, like, and people to bring a wedge and bring a putter and come and dick around for nine holes or however long you want. Um, I, I like in an appeal to people I was like as soon as you see me if you're playing Donegal on Thursday as soon as you see me would you mind just waving me through no matter where you are because um, yeah. like if you get delayed by two minutes a hole over a round it can turn into a half an hour um, and I do not have half an hour I am literally going to be like so what time are we now we're, we're 20 past 9 here and you'd be touch and go if you were coming in in like no you've, you've probably got another half an hour so i reckon i needed to check this as well so i reckon i've got till 9 30 because i can hit wedges do you know what i mean to finish it off i'm also going to keep score as well so i'm going to finish every hole so yeah so like i put it out and obviously i put it out on the basis that i wanted to commit to doing it and then you kind of forget how generous and how lovely people can be in terms of <clears throat> in terms of sponsorship and i literally opening my phone again here um to uh like another donation of 100 quid um the latest one was from cargo of travel which are an old employer of mine who marty Carr would have seen that and, and done it so i um the initial target was what a thousand euros i thought i was going to get a thousand euros i have just gone past 1100 euros um like Kyle McCarran of Guy Have Play With, he's just popped in 50. Car Golf have done it. Connor Bride's an old friend of mine from school. Golf style from Galway, like who I get a lot of my clubs from. And Deck Cunningham is a lovely, lovely man. He called me and he just said, Pop down here and we get you socks, shoes, and um for, for the day. And it'd be great. And then he gave me like a pair of shoes and socks. And then he threw in a check for 150 quid. <laughs> like the guys at Quack were straight in and did it. And you know what? Like, like Niall Coffey, who's the GM of, of, um, of Harvey's Point, the hotel local to here, he just said that he's going to come out and he left a note to say he's going to play me for a tenor on the back nine of the last round. So 
that was uh that was that was an interesting way to pick your moment yeah so he's like 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 that's when you do pick your moment like you want to he's i I appreciate that i appreciate the uh, opportunism but do you know what like i'd love if if people are around or people in the area and know what's happening like come out and have a walk and have a chat because the monotony will 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 wear thin like what we're going to do like unfortunately you're not around but we'll do a few lives as we go um throughout the day um like uh, uh, people are just very generous all of a sudden not all sorry not all of a sudden that's an awful way to say it but funny when you're doing something that they can relate to or that's personal to you as well that people actually just go right let's get in behind this because it actually means an awful lot to me it means not to my family um because it's it's good and it's sad in the, in the same way it's like you want to do as much for the charity as you can because most muscular dystrophy ireland who the most important thing is this are going to get like resources for months out of this in terms of they'll allocate this to either <clears throat> a home help service or in terms of a, a liaison service and you go okay like you're not just raising a small bit of money just to do something you're actually mm. now it's getting to the level where it's material and the impact could be quite um quite significant so and it just goes to show what like good friends and good a good community does to be honest so yeah so that's that's gonna be my so please 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 don't come looking for me on friday <laughs> and do Talk please me. donate guys do please there's donate a, there's um, a link in our instagram page um we'll tweet it out as well yeah um, basically anywhere you follow us there's a i, I donate page there so it's yeah uh, and actually that, that goes directly to the charity that's not anything else so the way in fairness i donate have a very very good system where they <clears throat> where that account that is the muscular dystrophy ireland's account and i associate to it um and it goes it, it, it flies into them straight away so there's no collection that needs to happen or anything along those lines so yeah like I, i've done a little video on social we'll, we'll have loads on the day um as well just on it i think it'll be a funny old story because the first one will be for the early risers because it'll be at 5 five fifteen in the morning but we'll do a few videos in the build-up to it what i'm taking what clubs i'm going to use all that kind of stuff so yeah just be interesting yeah i had one question on muscular dystrophy you yes. mentioned that when you were getting tested that the last test that you could get done was a genetic test yes does that mean that it's a inherited disease? So I thought that either your parents, family member have, or is it something that can be passed on? It's a, it's a good question. Uh, so normally in 95% of the cases, uh, it is transmitted genetically from one. And actually it's a, it's a recessive, it's a recessive gene. It's like she's similar to having red hair. It has to be a recessive gene and it has to come from one side or other. So there's a 50% chance that you could get it or not. Um, it just landed on me no one else has it yeah i'm one of the like five percent so if you actually take of the 200 people who potentially have it in ireland like there's only 10 who would have who would potentially ever have it by it landing sporadically on you so yes it's the only way you can test for it it's um it's you're basically missing a protein on a chromosome um and a type of protein in in a chromosome uh, that that's what that's what causes it so it's extreme extremely rare for that to happen but sure, look why why be normal yeah. may as well get may as well get the rare one what about the limited edition one exactly yeah you're uh you're bespoke 
Yeah, we've spoken. But um, yeah, like all I've found is that it's been extremely uplifting, like and generous, as I said, like the quack guys, just like Ben came straight on and was like, what do you need clothing wise? Um, just just give us a shout. Um, so yeah, so we'll be all logoed up and everything and we'll get some stuff done and you'll see it on the day. Just please, like if I don't know, I don't care what you pray to or if you pray to anything, uh, just pray for no rain. Like, oh God please like it's just the one day i just want we had the perfect day today for it. it was like no wind and 18 degrees and overcast like that's it like an irish summer day that's all i want i oh, yeah. i hope you get it and yeah again guys please do support the uh, dave with this um donate and yeah we'll tweet the link out and everything yeah right have we that's anything it. else is there anything else going on in the world of golf <clears throat> i don't think so um FedEx Cup, live is still a still scandal. Living large. Living large. Patrick Reed is now uh, suing Brandel Chambly because he said mean things about him. Um, yeah, it's like the circus is continuously rolling. Tiger flew in on a jet to rally the troops against the live monster. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's all, it's like, it's it's saga the one thing i have done actually as well i've downloaded the phil mickelson book as well so i'm gonna gonna read that right. alan shipnook phil mickelson book so that's going to be my evening's entertainment for the next while so i'll be able to do a little book review maybe i might listen to a bit of an audiobook as i go on the little venture could actually actually do you know what i might just buy the audiobook and listen to the whole thing for the whole of the round <laughs> i'll just report back <laughs> lads phil is lo- Phil's a lunatic oh well, i think we knew that yeah, I think we knew that. But yeah, so I think that's about it. Um, yeah, not much happening from the European side, really, is there? No, it's the Czech, Czech Masters, Masters uh, this week. Um, so yeah, the biggest thing really is the BMW Championship on the PGA Tour. And Dave's your hundred holes are next Thursday. Thursday, yeah. So I'll I've Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday off. So <clears throat> there shall be there there will be a few late night tipples i imagine because you're i'm not going to be able to sleep after to be honest so I'll, I'll be able to report on how thursday's golf goes anyway very good right well we might leave it there for this week's episode guys um again yes donate support dave and his a uh, very very important day we'll probably have a podcast between now and then anyway we will we'll but... do one the day before and we'll put it straight out um and then we'll have a few lives on the day too so you'll, you'll hear from us on loads of spots right right we will leave it there thanks guys on the tee jack nicholas This is the minute that millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory. 